Hey everyone, um, welcome back to the Gen Z Berean. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for streaming this podcast on whatever platform you decided to stream it on. Um, this week, I really wanted to talk about um, assurance of salvation and doubting your salvation and how to know like if we're really saved, if we're not. And I was really worried. I was thinking, you know, I'm not really equipped for this topic because I have struggled with doubt so much since becoming a believer. Um, we all have different sins that we struggle with, but doubt just happens to be one that clouds over my life on a daily basis. So I really felt like, you know, Hannah, are you really, um, are you really the one that needs to be talking about this? Um, but I really just thought, you know, if I'm struggling with it, then that makes me the most equipped to talk about it because I do have this burden. Um, and I want to share that with others and let people know, like, this is a legitimate struggle and this is how we can overcome it together. Um, so I will say, um, doubt is a sin, but if you are not truly saved, then your doubt is a good thing. Um, because if you're contemplating thoughts of God, if you're contemplating, am I a Christian and you're not a Christian, then that is the grace of God saying, wake up and come home to me. So doubting not doubting that you are not a believer when you're not a believer is a gracious gift of God. But doubting your salvation when you are a believer is actually, is it's a sin and it hurts us. Um, I know that when I'm struggling with just overwhelming seasons of doubt, I don't have the motivation to pray. I don't have the motivation to read the word. I don't have any kind of motivation to obey or share the gospel or have joy in Christ. I just end up in this weird whirlpool of, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say don't know how to talk to God um, because this shadow of doubt is just over me. It's on my shoulders and I can't carry it. Um, but let's start with just, does Christ have the ability to save us? Which most people would say, of course he does. You know, he's Christ. Um, so most people would not argue that Christ does not have the power to save. Um, and if you're a Christian, it's because you believe that. It's because you believe that Christ died and that he raised and that that was sufficient for you. Um, so if we start from a a thought process that Jesus does have the ability to save me from past, present, and future sins and to redeem me to himself, then we can start with, well, then how can I be certain that I have truly believed and received that salvation that Christ has the power to give. So the question is not, does Christ have the power to save? Because we know that he does. Um, but how can we know? Um, and so what are some things that like steal our assurance, that make us worry, that make us wonder? Um, things that I've personally seen are, it's a lack of results um, in service. Like you look at your life and you don't see really any impact or change and that makes you worry or disobedience, you get caught up in sin, and you naturally question if you're genuine, um, or inconsistency. You go to spiritual highs, and a day later in a situation that you shouldn't be in, and you wonder why you can't get victory over your sin, and Satan is continuing to tempt you to doubt, doubt, doubt. You don't belong to him. You're not his. Um, You're neglecting worship. Um, You only fellowship with believers every now and then. You don't enjoy talking about God and and you neglect prayer and you neglect sharing the gospel and all of these things will steal 
our assurance, but they cannot steal our salvation if we are truly saved. Um, so there's a passage in Ephesians where it talks about when we, when we receive the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit cries out in us, Abba, Father. Um, and that's kind of what I want to focus on um, for a second, that when we receive the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit cries out in us, Abba, Father, like God is my Father, Christ is my Lord. And in this time uh, of like crying out, I know the Greek adjective, or, or I'm sorry, the Greek verb for crying out, Abba, Father, it means a loud, urgent cry from someone in profound suffering. So suffering can make you feel as if God is so far that he must not know you or love you. But this Ephesians passage is saying that your spirit cries out, Father. You know you're saved when you get to this point of suffering and your instant response is to call out, Dad, Dad. Like um, I've seen a quote before and it said, religion is oh, I've messed up. I don't want my dad to find out. And relationship is, oh, no, I've messed up. I have to call my dad. Um, so suffering and with the Holy Spirit sends us to this place of, of calling out to God um, because he has adopted us. And that's what this passage is about. Those that he adopted are now heirs. They're heirs of God and they're heirs with Christ, which means you know, adoption is a choice that takes place when someone takes a child that was born into another family. So we were children of wrath, born into Satan, but God makes us sons and daughters. And this only happens in Christ. We become heirs with Christ. And God's love is 100% behind this adoption. He loves us the way that he loves his son. Because he treated Jesus as if Jesus was a filthy sinner, he can now treat us as if we lived a perfect life, just like Jesus did. And that's the gospel. But the Holy Spirit is given to us as a pledge of our inheritance. So we know we have salvation if we have the Holy Spirit. But then pledges the question, how do we know we have the Holy Spirit? So again, that verb, crying out and suffering, we're calling out to our dad. We rush to our father's, father's arms. The spirit sends us to the father. In our darkest hours, the reality of our salvation will have its proof. We will see what, what we cling to, what we love, the boldness to approach the throne of grace. That comes from the Holy Spirit. The unbeliever does not have a fatherly draw um, to God. It is our faith and the Spirit's testimony together that can say Jesus is Lord. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except for by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in your sorrow and your pain, do you run to the Father? Um, do, do you love Him? I, I know our pastor said a couple weeks ago, I stopped asking people if they know Jesus because ask anybody and they know Jesus. I started asking them, do you love Jesus? And, and truly, I mean, do you? We all know what it's like to love someone, whether that's a family member that's really close to us or a significant other or just a friend. But we know what it's like to look at someone and say, wow, I love them. And do we, when we think of Jesus, when we look to Jesus, when we read his word, do we love him? Does our, does our heart beat for him? The question is not, 
have you accepted Jesus into your heart? The question is, has he given you a new heart? Are you a new creation? Have you been regenerated? If your salvation is only as secure as the last sin you committed, then you have looked at salvation totally wrong. So so don't hear me wrong here. Never ever is the evidence of the Holy Spirit perfection, but it is a path of direction towards the things that are holy and away from things who are the, who are of the and away from things of the world. So it's it's looking at our lives and saying okay, I see that I have been redeemed. I see that that I've begun to despise the thing that God despises. I I love the things that God loves. And I I will say an overarching um, commonality that I've seen with people like me who deal with doubt, um, unbelievers may worry about hell, but they do not worry about being right with Jesus for the most part. So if you have this overwhelming burden that you may not belong to God, it's probably coming from the Holy Spirit. There's probably maybe some sin that needs to be repented of, or there is some apathy or some inconsistency. Um, Or maybe it's just you're in a season of complete dryness and you don't know what's going on. But the cure for all of this is the feet of Jesus. Um, and, and we know there will be people who think they are saved who are not because we see when we get to heaven, God is going to separate the sheep from the goats and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, but we prophesied in your name and and we did this and we did this. And he's going to say, I did not know you. And he's, they're going to depart from him. So I'm not saying if you worry about, um, your relationship with Jesus at all, that, that you're 100% saved. Nobody can tell you if you're saved or not except for God himself. Um, But the problem is we're lazy and we don't want to be in consistent prayer um, to really get to the bottom of it. Or we're scared and we don't want to find out that, oh, this whole time I actually didn't know Jesus. But for somebody who actually had to come to terms with that, I promise, as embarrassing as it might feel, there's nothing more freeing and there's nothing more... I don't know, a a picture of God's grace than saying, I was blind, but now I see. Whether you feel like it's the 10th time you've done that or the first time or your family thinks you're weird or your church friends may not trust you. Look, your parents aren't going to be standing next to you on the day of judgment. Your friends aren't going to be standing next to you on the day of judgment. Get right with the only one who has the power to hurt body and soul. Um, don't doubt your salvation just because of what you do, because we didn't get our salvation by what we do. So we can't lose it by what we do. Um, so that's all I have for you guys. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, it's a really short synopsis of just how we can know that we are Christ, how we can know that, um, he is ours, um, and, and know that, that he loves you. If you are his, there's nothing, nothing you can do to make him love you more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. He looks at you as a precious son, a precious daughter, and he delights in his children. So if you get to a point where you are able to say 100%, Jesus, I'm yours, then you can rest in those truths. And And I know that for some of us, we will deal with doubt for the rest of our lives. And that will be something that will be freed from us when we get to heaven. And we can look forward to that um, with all joy. But look and say, do I have a new heart? 
do I love Jesus? Does my heart beat for this? And I promise um, if you cry out to him, it says if uh, you knock and keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. So rest in that truth today. Thanks, guys.